as wine. This is the All Anal, All Anal, All Anal, All Anal podcast with your host, Sebastian Starr. Sebastian Starr. With your host, Sebastian Starr. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the All Anal podcast. I am your host, Sebastian Starr, and today we are going to be discussing the artist known as Gallant. Or Gallant, I'm honestly not too sure how to pronounce it, but uh, I want to talk about him particularly today. Being that it's the new year, that whole new year, new me bullshit, you can go ahead and throw that out the window. Same old shit, just a different day. But this shit's a little bit different because about, about five or six days ago, I was on TikTok and I had posted under one of his videos saying how I think he should do a collaboration with The Weeknd. No surprise there. And to my surprise, he actually responded to that comment, made a separate video with that comment attached to it, asking people who he thinks he should collaborate with in 2022. And then that question kind of filtered over into Twitter. And now there's like a poll, not a poll, but like he's asking around, like, who do you think should be on the collab list for 2022. So with that, I want to use that momentum, that fire, that energy that I got, you know, the attention and just kind of feed off of it. Now, really quick back. So before I dive into what I want to talk about, I've actually been listening to Gallant for a while. I want to say since maybe 2015, 2016. I want to say it was 2015 or 2016. Our only thing I remember is being, I was still in college at the time. And this was when Apple Music, like, first was created. Like, it was still iTunes at this point. I had just gotten my first laptop and my first iPod and all that shit. And I was downloading albums and I was trying to find artists to listen to. And I was on the Apple Music, like... No, I wasn't on Apple Music a lot. I was on Facebook. And Facebook had, like, one of those several music pages where it's, like, the upcoming artists, uh, keep your eye out for, for the year, blankety-blank. And the first thing that I noticed, well, the first thing that they broadcasted was his angelic and amazing vocal skills. And I was just blown away. I was, I was flabbergasted. I was, I was completely impressed by the level of talent and potential that he, at the time, an underground artist had. And you can still consider him pretty underground. I mean, he's not like... I don't know. I don't want to say anything to offend him. But, I mean, I wouldn't consider him to be underground, underground. I mean, they're playing his songs on the radio, and you see him, like, more and more portrayed in pop culture. He's been on Insecure and We Bear Bears. He even had a couple of songs on Empire, you know. So he's doing his thing for sure. But a lot of people are still kind of sleeping on it, which I don't know why. I don't I have no idea why the universe puts these amazing, wonderful, fantastically talented people out on display just so they can get brushed over by the person winning the popularity contest. So, but I digress. I remember watching this video and I was like, wow, this guy really, you know, and I've never been impressed by videos like that on Facebook, but I was like, I'm going to give this guy a shot. So I went to my Apple Music then, typed in his name and found the album or the EP Oology. I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that incorrectly as well. And and I hope that, I don't know if it's Gallant are gallant. I've heard it said both ways. And I have not heard him say it at all. So I don't know. But I, my goodness gracious. And I was listening to, I was re-listening to Ology. I want to say it's Ology, not Ology. I was re-listening to Ology today, you know, in preparation 
for this episode because I really, really want to talk about him. And it's long overdue. I should have been talked about him. But now that he got my name in his mouth, so to speak, I feel like now is the best time than ever to bring up his entire music discography. Not his entire discography, but just like the songs that I'm crazy about. So again, uh, Ology was the first album, EP, mixtape, etc. that I heard. And then Sweet Insomnia came out and... I was just smitten. I was towed to pieces. I was, I was, I was overwhelmed. I haven't heard music this good since the first time I listened to The Weeknd. And then he's posting all of these snippets and stuff on his TikTok and things like that. And it's just like, yo, where, where is the collab at? Like, what are y'all waiting for? What's, what's, what's holding y'all up? Like, what's the, what is it? So what I decided to do today was just kind of do a compare and contrast of this versus that of Ology and Sweet Insomnia with just a couple of my favorite songs, a couple of my classic hits with a few honorable mentions as well. So before we get into the album analysis, I wanted to get into some of these honorable mentions. So from the Sweet Insomnia album, there is a song on there called Sharpest Edges and this is my first time, like, really listening to. Because, again, keep in mind, a lot of the music that I was listening to, a lot of the music that I talk about on this podcast is music that I listened to before I became analogically aware of what an artist may or may not be trying to do when they put certain things together. So it was an ignorant mindset when Sweet Insomnia first came out versus now listening to it again with that newly reformed analytical mindset is a completely different listening experience. But this song, Sharpest Edges, it really like screamed heavy Prince vibes and heavy Prince energy. And it kind of reminded me of, what is that nigga's name? Roy James, the nigga who sing uh, Burn Slow and Permission. I'm pretty sure his name is Roy James. He has a very, very strong and heavy Prince presence as well. And then, of course, The Weeknd takes inspiration from Prince as, as well as other artist that he adds to his little book of inspirational people. So, but that particular song really just like did it. Like that sound like some Prince shit to me. And then I'm listening to the rest of the album. A lot of it has that feel to it. A lot of it has that, you know, classic R&B pop, you know, funky type of groove to it. And then of course is the vocals. It's the vocal skills that this man possesses that really just tops it off. And I don't... Okay, so before I go any further, it needs to be established and understood that Gallant is the type of artist who has a very complex like, way of speaking. His idiosyncratic way of speaking is complex or difficult to understand and usually artists like that aren't the most popular, not because they're not talented, but because they're difficult to comprehend. So people often, you know, any line that they say kind of goes over your head. Like you don't think twice about it because you're not really focused on what's being said, but rather what you're hearing and how it sounds and how it makes you feel. But when you dive into the lyrics of what he's saying, then you can really kind of take a step back and be like, wow, that was... That was that was deep. That was passion. That was emotional. And I got a couple of songs. I have a lot of songs actually. Way more than a couple. And I and I unfortunately cannot go through every single song that I have. 
from both of these two albums because I would just be me talking for forever. But I am going to shout out and highlight my personal favorites and dive into the lyrics of those songs just to give you an idea of why I say that this guy is completely underrated. But of course, you can always... You can't always get the full experience of what I'm trying to explain until you listen to it for yourself. So, again, Ology, I remember listening to that and just falling head over heels, right? The, oh my goodness gracious, I think I might just have to single out the one and it just doesn't do it justice. There is a song on this album called Jupiter, which... I want to, before I even say anything about the lyrics, I need to tell you the mindset that it puts me in because it puts me in a state of mind that is depressing and beautiful at the same time, which is a bit of a contradiction because when you're depressed, not too many things are beautiful and there's nothing beautiful about being depressed at all. But this is just where I'm at and what I was feeling at the time. You are now tuned in to the All In Podcast with Sebastian Stone. So, he says, first verse, Diamonds on a silver platter weren't enough. And you thought about each cigarette you burnt for love. Pre-chorus. So many others tried to crack your heart. Weak defenses are the only thing you've got. Chorus, and I was blaming you. An ego so inflated and red infatuation so strong. Decades overdue. Regretting all the patience. I'm sorry that I waited too long. Can we stop right there for just a hot second? Because when I said that the song makes me feel depressed, but it's a beautiful depression, I imagine like a woman who is in the most cliche and over-exaggerated form of depression that exists. And that's the type of depression that the people who aren't really depressed try to portray. So they over-exaggerate their symptoms like, oh, I can't go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. I haven't gotten to bed. The reality of someone with depression is they don't tell you they have depression because sometimes they don't even know. The reality is I haven't eaten a real meal in like two, three weeks. It's either takeout or like microwave. My dishes are everywhere. Clothes, shoes, dirty, you know, garbage. Everything is just everywhere. Cluttered and fluttered with just nonsense shit that I don't have the energy to clean up, move around, get rid of, straighten. And at the same time, in my head, I think everything is fine. Everything is is stable. Everything is good. Everything is perfect. I never really, and it's so hard to understand him because he sings in a falsetto like 90% of the time, which I envy that. I don't have a falsetto, so I, I can't do that. But that's how he usually sings. That's probably another reason why people have a hard time understanding him because of how high up he sings with his tone and voice and all that good stuff. So... But to just look at the lyrics of the song and realize that that is exactly what he's talking about is someone who is so beaten up by realities and everything that they refuse to admit and you're in denial about so much. And I'm blaming you for that denial. I'm blaming you for that depression. 
it's not even your fault for real, for real. Like you're going through all of this shit and I have no idea. And I'm blaming you for it. I'm telling you this is all your fault when the reality is you're suffering. You're suffering in silence. You're suffering behind closed doors. You're trying to put on this facade that everything is hunky-dory, fine and dandy. But the reality is you are crumbling. And nobody knows it. Nobody can see it. Nobody, no one is aware of what you're experiencing in your personal life. And I'm, I'm making it seem like everything that's going wrong with you is your fault. This nigga is really, he says so much by saying so little. So many others tried to crack your heart. Weak defenses are the only thing you got. You're, you're trying to let it be known that you can handle this, that everything is fine. But the reality is you're crumbling. You're shattered. You're broken. You're devastated. Everything that was picture perfect in your picture perfect world isn't picture perfect no more but you're trying to leave that illusion or people under the impression that it is and that is fucking devastating like and, and, and of course if the lyrics don't sell you on how amazing this song is the vocals will absolutely reel your happy ass in like fish on a hook like you're you're in there you stuck ain't no if ands and buts about it and I think it's the, the music, the vocals, and the lyricism. I told you, that's my trifecta. That's the perfect three. Bomb-ass music, bomb-ass vocals, bomb-ass lyrics. Excuse me, I'm drinking some wine. I know it's impolite to sip, but I digress. But yeah, that was Jupiter. And man, oh man, oh man, oh man, does this song hit the spot. In ways that's not supposed to hit. It's not supposed to hit the spot that hard. But lo and behold. I don't even know what song I want to do. I have so many songs. Really the whole album is a bop. And I don't even use that that terminology. That often. I don't use that slang word. I, I don't see the point in it. But it's beautiful. It's a beautiful bop. It's a beautiful bop. I have written down as my honorable mentions. Shotgun. Weight and Gold. Pergajestic. I'm not pronouncing that right either. I don't know what none of these words mean. And I'm not a damn thesaurus, so I can't tell you. But given the name of the album, it might have something to do with that. I do absolutely love this song. Now, this song is, when I first heard it, I said, man, this is great driving music. And when I say driving music, there's like three different types of driving music, right? There is the... You know, summer sun driving music where it's like 12 o'clock, drop top, hair's wild and flaring. You listen to like Lana Del Rey or, you know, uh, some kind of party shit. Not sad Lana Del Rey, like happy Lana Del Rey. You listen to like, like you're going to the beach or you're going to the party or something like that, you know, or you're on your way to a cookout and you want some like hype shit. That's, you know, that type of driving. There's early in the morning driving music. Like I'm on my way to work. I'm commuting. So you might want some contemporary shit, some kind of smooth, get you through the day type shit. You know, something that's kind of mellow, not too draggy, not too loud. Just chill, cool, motivational. Nighttime driving music, which is my favorite type of driving music, is like literal. You're smoking a cigarette or a blunt or whatever the fuck you want to smoke. 
You probably got a little bit of a drink in your system. You're looking for a late night bite, some shit like that. You either coming from a thought's house or you're on your way to a thought's house. You're trying to go get some weed or you come from getting some weed. It's like 3 a.m. There's no other cars on the road. The street lights, the 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 stop sign lights, not the stop sign lights, but the traffic lights, the different colors of the street are probably reflecting off of the asphalt. You got these big ass buildings with all the lights on. Some of them are off, whatever the case. And whatever song is playing in the background makes you feel like either a supervillain in a superhero movie or the rebel without a cause in a coming-of-age movie. Whichever one, this is the song that will fit either of those moods, the nighttime moods. And it's absolutely perfect. I love it, I love it, I love it. It's not my favorite song off the album, but it is a song that I probably play more than anything else Let's get to the first verse really quick. He says, she wants nitro when she's herself a box of TNT over baptized and under acknowledged. She lights her flame over the front door. She thinks I can make her better. And then the chorus per Kajestic was tapering off and the fumes surround me. I knew I bit off more than I can. Oh my God. I just realized. I just realized something. Let's keep going. I gotta go to the second verse real quick. Raised on foot binds, she stumbles through her parents' living room. As the velvet curtains were blazing, I drew my blood over my front door. And I hope she passes over. Oh my God. Hold on. Let's wait a minute. We gotta go back real quick because he said. She wants nitro when she's herself a box of TNT, overbaptized and underacknowledged. She lights her flame over my front door. She thinks I can make her better. But as the perka jistic was tapering off and the fumes surrounded, I knew I bit off. More than I could chew, a load of lewicide in my lungs. I never thought I'd be so disarmed by more than I can chew. I, okay. So before I proceed any further, I am under the impression that this song, hold on, I gotta read it one more time. Verse two, raised on foot binds. She stumbles through her parents' living room. As the velvet curtains were blazing, I drew my blood over my front door, and I hope she passes over. I'm getting so many different things from this song alone. So from the first verse, you have a vengeful spirit, right? You have that individual who is seeking something more from an individual that she didn't get that from and out of spite out of pity out of rage out of anger she takes all of that frustration out on him and destroys him the quickest and easiest way that she can in verse two i'm getting this spiritual energy vibe this 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 otherworldly being that is so powerful and so 
like totting with its intentions that I'm leaning toward religious like escapisms, like things that have worked in the past on a religious level, hoping that God himself can save me. I don't want that problem. I don't want that issue. I don't want to have that on my conscience. And either way it goes, who the fuck would have thought to say some shit like that? Like, what? Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. I think I just rediscovered my love for this song. Let's do one more from this album. One more from this album because when I tell you that my man has... I don't even know where to start. I don't even know. I don't know. I think those were the two big ones. Okay, let's do Shotgun. Shotgun was the first song on this album that I was like, oh, I'm fucking with this. Like, I love it. I love it. I love it. That and the vocals were a bit easier for me to sing. So I kind of appreciated that as well. Because, again, he sings in falsetto about 90% of the time. I don't have a falsetto. I can't sing that high. But... Let's dive into the lyrics real quick, shall we? He says, verse one, feeble bones took me to a valuable weakness. There's no comfort in silence, no real violence in words. So I sharpened my blade and bowed my head before I ceased and desisted. And through my stomach was a ball of resistance when I, I went straight for the course, pre-course, with burns on my back and my palms Will I regret my cause or revel in my thoughts? I'm caught in the winds of remorse because everybody knows. What good is a sword next to a shotgun? Oh, my God. Okay, I have to get to the second album, but really, really quick, we're going to dive right into that first verse because I think that says it all. He said, feeble bones took me to a valuable weakness. There's no comfort in silence, no real violence in words. I'm being presented to something greater than myself, something bigger than me, something stronger, something more durable, something more long-lasting, something more effervescent. But this is all I have. All I have is me and what I'm allotted with, and I got to make do with that. Ain't nothing I can do. Ain't nothing I can say. I have to just exist and give it all that I have Physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, etc. So I sharpened my blade and bowed my head before I ceased and desisted. And through my stomach was a ball of resistance. I went straight for the course. That's a metaphor. So I got my sword, right? My metaphorical sword. I'm ready to, I'm ready to do or die. The thing in front of me got shotgun, metaphorically. It blasts me right in the center of my gut and I go flying back. Everything that I thought I knew, everything that I thought I could do, everything that I was under the impression that I was capable of just went out the fucking window. That's it. Because what good is a sword next to a shotgun? And I know that there's more to it. I know, I know there is more because those are all metaphors. This is not real. This is not literal. It's not a literal translation. Oh, what good is a sword if you got shot? No. It's metaphoric as hell, but I have to get in to the second album. I cannot dive too deep into it, but this is a song that is going to take some serious analyzing, and I'm going to come back to it at some point. I have to, but we have to move on to Sweet Insomnia because if you think it gets good here, I guarantee you it gets better.
This is the All Anal Podcast Sebastian Star. So I was trying to think of the best place to start. And honestly, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. There's so many great songs on this album that I don't even know where to fucking start. Now, I think the most logical place would be the self-titled track, Sweet Insomnia. So let's just start there. Oh, my God. Okay. He says, verse one, two shivers for a cold introduction, that mix of every mental condition you want. Pull focus to a greater dependence on a psychotic crash. Girl, you deserve that. You wish I was sleeping and I wish I was satisfied. But, of course, sweet insomnia. You make it hard for me to sleep by myself. Sweet insomnia. You make it hard for me to know myself. So the insomnia is the female that is being symbolized here when he's talking about his inability to sleep and his inability to just get comfortable. So when he says that mix of every mental condition you want, pull focus to a greater dependence on a psychotic crash, that's his insomnia fucking with all of his other mental disorders in the middle of the night. So, and I don't know his rap sheet for mental disorders. I have no idea. And it's honestly none of my business. But, you know, let's just say, let's spitball it and say, you know, it's probably a little bit of anxiety, um, depression maybe. Um, he's probably uh, survived some kind of trauma, so maybe PTSD or BPD, whatever the case may be. Regardless of what his mental conditions are, they're all tussling and rustling and bustling with each other while he's trying to go to sleep, but the insomnia is keeping him wide awake and keeping all of these other disorders actively functioning and causing him great pain, a great deal of it. And the music is like, it's not lullaby music, because usually when you have a song about trying to go to sleep, but you can't, you usually turn that into, you do like an Owl City thing where you turn the song into a lullaby to help you fall asleep. That's what Fireflies was. This isn't one of those songs. This is another one of those late night driving songs that just sounds really, really good to drive through the city. And, and that actually makes more sense because if you can't go to sleep, you'll get up and go anywhere, do anything. And if it's one, two, three o'clock in the morning and you can't sleep and you're just driving around, what better song to listen to than a song like this that music is feels like you're just driving around the city. So... That makes perfect sense to me. Now, there is a song that I do want to talk about. It is a song called Hips. And this this album has a lot more of the storytelling aspects of music writing. And this is a perfect, perfect example. It's a lovely, lovely little song. Verse 1 goes, Saw you reading Misery in the morning. You were quick to say your brain wasn't too deep in it. You just love the way the pages hit your fingertips. Two is company till tires screech in the parking lot. Three windows with some shoulders hanging out of them. You looked at me and said we shouldn't have run into them. Pre-course. Now your heart is racing. Knees are shaking. You're beside yourself. Is this a carnal message or a cry for help? I should look behind your hair and see the demons we were dealt 
but my foolish brain can't think of nothing else. Of course. It's thinking about your hips on mine. Don't care if it's gone tonight. Insanity in disguise, it's all right. Wait, not the perfect time. Brainwaves preoccupied. Keep seeing in my mind your hips on mine. So, yeah, the nigga's a little perverted because, you know, he walks up to a girl that he's probably been feeling for a while, right? They just having a friendly conversation. She's reading book but not really paying attention. And then all of a sudden, a car full of niggas that has probably been stalking her for a while in the neighborhood pulls up, tries to get her attention. She's immediately panicked and looks to you for just a little bit of salvation, a little bit of help, a little bit of, hey, play this off and get me out of this situation. But the only thing that y'all perverted ass can think about is the same thing that the niggas in the car are thinking about. The only difference is you're at least considerate enough to not make any advances while she's already freaking the fuck out. But rather, you're going to keep those thoughts to yourself and then help her get out of the situation. And then the second verse just kind of proceeds to say how they kind of ran away from the guys. He got her into a safe space, got her to calm down, got her to take some deep breaths and this, that, and the third. But he's still thinking pervert thoughts. You know what I mean? But again, he's going to be a gentleman about it. Not say anything, obviously, to ruin the moment or make her even more uncomfortable. But just assure that she's okay, assure that she's safe, that she feels safe and secure, and just keeps those thoughts to himself, basically. Now, there is one more song. And this one is kind of like a sexy song, but I, I kind of like it. And when I say sexy, I don't mean like he's doing anything sexy, but it's talking about like sexy time, if you will. I can't pronounce it. I want to say it's Celine. Not like Celine Dion, but like Celine. There's an accent over the first E, so I'm not sure what direction that E is supposed to go in. But I'm saying Celine, and I could be completely and totally wrong. But I digress. Okay, so this, oh gosh, this is like, have you ever watched those videos on like Facebook or Instagram, like the dance schools, and they got like the sexy time dance uh, routines where it's like three or five people and they're like doing super sexy dances to super sexy music. This is what that makes me think of. Hearing this song makes me think of one of those routines. So if you're a dancer or if you're in a dance group and you're looking for a sexy song to dance to, this one right here is it. Now the lyrics to this song are very sexy, but not overly explicit sexy. They're just like sensual sexy. So first verse Say what you want, but I've seen a million faces and not even one can compete with watching you. Say what you will, but I've been a whole lot of places and not even one can distract me like you do. Pre-chorus, and I'll admit I've tried so hard to quit you once or twice, and I'll admit I couldn't quit you even if I tried. Chorus, because just like that... There's an angel in my presence, and I realize I'm nobody without you. Just like that. I'm addicted to your presence, and I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do without you. I said, damn. Because, and let me tell you what he does. Let me tell you what he does with the vocals. I'm telling you, the nigga is top notch with the vocals. When he says, just like that, there's an angel in my presence, and I realize I'm nobody without you. That line 
I realize I'm nobody without you. This nigga goes from one octave to two octave to three octave in one line. You ever see those TikTok challenges where it's like, let's do this run, let's do this thing. I haven't even seen nobody do nothing like this before. He goes from one, like the lowest, like, okay, if we're just talking middle C. Middle C is smack dab in the middle. He goes to lower C, to middle C, to upper C in one line, bro. That's not even a whole lot of words, and he managed to do. I don't know how, but that's what the fuck he does. And I said, damn. And he just keeps going higher. When you think he's done, he keeps going. And it's just like, yo, beautiful shit, beautiful shit. And, ah, oh my God, I love that song. That's probably my favorite. I'm lying. It's not my favorite song. But I love it. It's not my favorite song. If I had to pick my favorite song off of this album, ooh, Hurt is a, oh, man. Okay, one more, one more. I know I try to keep it even and do three and three, but this is the last one. Hurt is another, like, not a storytelling song, but it's like, you can tell this very personal. I'm just going to do the first verse. He said, you say you're doing fine now, but I can tell, I can tell. There's still lies in that smile. You know just what to say to make me stay, make me stay, while you're twisting the blade. And in the chorus, you know me the best, but you hurt me the worst. Every single thing you know about me is every single thing you used to only hurt me. You hurt me the worst, but you know me the best? You know me the best, but you hurt me the worst? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. You're not finna... I keep getting on my hot horse and I keep getting excited because the artists that I choose to discuss, they make good music. I don't do trash shit over here. Like, God. And it's like, it's the most slept on artist that I just can't seem to fucking fathom. While they're, why? What are you waiting for? Go listen to it. And now for my honorable mentions. <laughs> While we uh, but while we close up our two singles of his, another sexy song called Gentleman. This song plays on the radio quite frequently. Uh, and the other one is Doesn't Matter. Doesn't Matter kind of reminds me of a fantasy realm. So I see a lot of like people flying in the air, you know, mystical creatures, kind of spooky, magical things happening. That's not the vibe that that's not the vibe that the lyrics give off, but that's the vibe that the music gives off. And then, of course, Gentleman is another sexy song. You know, it's very, very like, let me take care of you. You know, let me let me do this for you. You ain't never had a nigga just just cook for you, clean your house, open your doors, wash your car, put gas in it. Like, let me let me do something for you that you ain't never had before. You 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 got all of this other nonsense bullshit going on in your life. Let me introduce you to some shit that you ain't never had before that's gentlemen and i man look let me tell you something <laughs> my man my man's is valid he's absolutely if you haven't heard gallant or gallant i say gallant personally i have heard people say gallant i again i am not sure what the pronunciation is but he is a phenomenal artist if you have not taken the time to listen to him, 
I would say do so. He does have a new album that just dropped 2021. It's technically 2022 now. I haven't heard it, but I need to. I need to get on that for sure, for sure. But I can't stop listening to these other two projects. So when I get tired of listening to them, then I'll move on to some new stuff. But until then, I can't. I just got to keep it in rotation, man. It's too good to not have on rotation. But that was my two cents. Most of my couple of hits from those two projects, uh, The Ology and Sweet Insomnium. If you haven't heard them yet, go ahead and give those a listen. And then, of course, the singles, Gentlemen and Does It Matter. Fantastic songs, fantastic music, fantastic lyrics, fantastic artists. My man's is slept on. Don't keep sleeping on them. Take a listen. Let me know what to think. Once again, thank you so, so much for listening to me. You know, I always appreciate that. And until next time, I will speak to you all later. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the All Anal, All Anal, All Anal podcast with your host, Sebastian Starr.